And that was Ah, Sweet Mystery of Life by Fred Warren, reminding us to enjoy our time while we're here. It's not clear just how long we've all got, but it's a ride with hopefully no end in sight. Thank you for joining me on this dark and stormy night. This week, we're shifting our gaze away from the vast, uncovered nomadic lands and down just beneath the horizons, to the areas we are allowed to roam freely in. That, most importantly, allows safety as we are provided our occasional entertainment. Two things only the people anxiously desire. Bread and circuses. It was Juvenal that said this thousands of years ago, and I believe he was right. It's probably why I'm here, and you are there. How do we make time pass by? The days come and go, the sun rises and falls, but why do we keep moving forward? For some, it is to have children who look like them, act like them, believe like them, to go and have children of their own, and repeat the process until we are all consumed in a gigantic ball of fire. For others, It's living a life of experiences. Long gone are the days of traveling overseas to see the ruins of former civilizations. The ruins of thousands of years ago mirror the ruins of... several years ago. It's hard to tell how long things have been like this. Some of you listening are probably listening from the floor of a former state capitol building. A ruin you have staked your own flag in much like the mighty conquerors of time gone by. In those small gaps in between sleeping, what experiences do you yearn for? Me personally, it's that hazy fog that seems to be ever-present on the horizon, masking something, hopefully not large, from being seen by me and my family. Right as the sun breaks the tree line, it dissipates, almost as if it's running away to not be caught. What's inside of this cloud? 
and why can't we see it? Well, if I've learned anything over my lifetime, it's to not go sticking my nose where it doesn't belong. Don't look at the fog directly. Do not look at the fog directly. But what about those moments when the sun is up and it's too hot to be outside? Or when the ever-growing and shrinking hole in the ozone has shifted its iris onto your small neck of the woods? What do we do indoors? Moments like this deserve to be occupied by stimuli too. That's why this week, I'm excited to introduce a young, budding entrepreneur of sorts who is hoping to revolutionize home entertainment. Oh, come on now. I wouldn't call myself that. (laughs) Entrepreneur. I would call myself a, uh... I'd call myself a dream maker. No, wait. A, uh... A visionary. No. (laughs) Wait. Who has brought us something to help keep the experience of our days varied. Is varied a good word? I'd say something more along the lines of... Engaging. Or experiencing something so different, so singularly unique, that it's impossible to put down. I apologize if I seem a bit... scattered. I haven't heard of someone getting something like this to work since... Well, how long has it been? (laughs) Too long. Too, too long. Let's backtrack a bit before we start talking products. Where were you when entertainment took its nosedive? How personally affected were you by this? I imagine it had to be pretty profound. Picture a young man, roughly late teens, sitting there, nothing to do, unable to go outside. All the electronics in the house completely burnt. Burnt! Do you remember that? I do. I... Of course you do. Everyone remembers that. You don't ask someone where they were when the first raid started happening, do you? Oh wow, it happened at five in the morning? And you were asleep? How fascinating. I'm such an idiot. Such a fucking idiot. God, I'm so fucking stupid. Hey, easy now. It's a conversation. It has ebbs and flows. We could... Stupid, 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 fucking stupid, fucking... Let's just take that from you for a bit. Could we maybe shift into... Sorry, I get a bit passionate sometimes. The candle that burns twice as bright... Burns the... Strikes twice. So there I was. No games in hand. Nothing to pass the time between sunup and sundown. Then I got to thinking, I'm a pretty well-read guy, you know? I used to be a news fiend, a real prick sometimes. So I thought, why don't I combine my two passions, the news of the world and gaming? There's so many different angles we could take. Hey, I want you to guess. I'll I'll give you three guesses. What real-world events do you think I built this game around? Wow, I didn't think I'd be put on the spot like this. But I like this dynamic. Let's roll with it. Hmm, just 
tossing some things around in my head. My first thought is war. I mean, it's affected every single one of us. I remember when I was younger, I used to play those types of games. You have an army that's just a bit smaller than the other, but through sheer maneuvering, you could outflank the other person and win. You could do little stuff like heal off a certain tiles or upgrade your units as the game went on. It could be a bit snowbally at times, but when you two were on it, it was wrong. I'll give you two more. Hmm. I'd guess it's like a society rebuilding game. Like the old city planners. You know, sectioning off areas for homes, others for industry. Then allow the city to grow while you upgrade streets and public features. One more. Huh. Maybe it's... You won't get it. So, what is something that has affected all of us on a deep, personal level? Don't think of the depressing stuff like famine or war. Think about the interesting. Uh, what would you, what would you call it? The, uh, the in-between tragedies. Hmm. Is it? Disease. Yes. Disease. <laughs> about time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we finally got there. So in this disease game, is this more of a crisis response type of game? Uh, one where you try to control an outbreak on a complex global map? Or maybe it's smaller scale? I can see myself being more of a support role. Uh, one that travels and grants extra actions. Or, or maybe... <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. There's a reason I made the game and you are sitting here listening. Okay, pal? Whew. No. It's a disease game. A game about disease. A game where you, the person who probably saw this thing firsthand, gets to control the virus. In a way that's not... In a way that makes it more effective. Yes. There you go. You don't seem as excited as you were before. Sorry, I'm... Trying to keep the show as light and conversational as it normally is. You, uh... Sorry, let me collect my thoughts for a second. How have you handled criticism for this idea? I believe criticism is the softest word I can use here. You know what I tell them? I look them straight in the eyes and tell them, How is this any different from the news? Yeah. You didn't like that one, did you? No, 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 it's it's not that. It's just, I feel like reporting and entertainment are two different buckets, and people rightfully can get upset by this stuff. All right, how about this? How is this any different from gawking at a car accident? Why are you looking? It's more than curiosity, isn't it? Looking at their mangled body for your own education on collision physics? Of course not. Think of it as... Think of it as old true crime documentaries we all used to love. What were the purpose of those? No, seriously, answer me. What were the point of those? For people to stay informed and... To... Ah, shit. For people to scratch that itch. Yes. 
I've gotten flack from everyone, and I mean everyone, for this idea. Investors, friends, my own parents. But how is this any different from learning the ins and outs of a murder trial? It's just taking a concept that terrifies you and mastering it so you aren't scared anymore. Do you believe that? <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Wait, cut that. You can cut that, right? I will try my best. So this game, how exactly do the mechanics work? I thought you'd never ask. You had me over your sway. I actually, uh, if you don't mind, brought my own terminal to show you how this thing works. And if you also don't mind, I'm gonna plug it in. Okay. That's our audio controller. That feeds directly into our recording equipment. Come on. Do you mind? It'll be a quick demo. I feel like the audio and ambiance of the game will explain the mechanics just a bit better. <sighs> Fine. You know, I've always said this about you. You're one hell of an interviewer. One hell of an interviewer. All right, there we go. It's a, it's a bit loud. Do you mind, do you mind turning it down some? Maybe just turn, maybe a little bit. Apocalyptia. This here is Apocalyptia, the first strategy-based infection game since. Wow, how long has it been? A while. The point of this game is simple: make the disease that you choose be as effective as possible. And there's a huge variety you can choose from. Uh, running through the options, we have Gamma Typhus. Gamma Typhus! There's also sleeper ones. Silent killers like the Ferotic Plague. You remember that one? We all do. Ferotic Plague! We've also got... Hey, the audio's really loud, and it's cutting in, and it's jarring. You could just... Select each of the diseases and have them play out loud instead of constantly cutting both of us off with Prime Fever! Walkman's Arthritis! Infectious Fibrodysplasia Ossificans Progressiva! Worry Warts! Helsinki Syndrome! Got a bit of salesman in you. Color me surprised. So this game, do you run simulations on it? Or is it more of a strategy-based game about the disease being released in different areas and seeing what happens? Like a maniac can just deploy the disease to areas that are already suffering and just gawk at it? Taking back my compliment. <laughs> oh, you, my friend, sound like you'd rather make a homework simulator. It's so much more than that. Remember, this game is about increasing the effectiveness of this disease. Here, let's do a quick demo. Which one should we run with? I'll leave it up to you. You know this game better than I ever could. Trying to get a read on you. Are you a... You a grandma killer? No, of course you're not. You lack unsentimentality. Let's see here. Oh, 
I know. Cradle to grave fever. Look at you squirm. You want to play it so bad. The goal of this game is to be more... What was it? Infective. And effective. Two for one. A real bird in the stone scenario. So, now that we've picked our disease, we need to pick our class buff. Class buff? Brother. The goal is to be more effective. So each disease has one of six buffs it can choose from to give it that extra <laughs> it was missing when it first rolled around. The first one, and probably the one we're going with, is called the Stork. The Stork! I've gotten a lot of flack for this one. Beyond, you know, the normal... stuff. It's arguably too broken on the disease your sick little mind chose. You see, the Stork offers exactly the kind of buff you're looking for with Cradle to Grave Fever. The Stork buffs infant mortality. Literally three times. At least during testing it was three times. This has a thing which I've dubbed a hidden benefit, which is when mortality and infection rates are increased, you aren't just getting the baby. You're getting... Come on, you know it. You're getting the... The mom. The mom! Yes! I knew you were a two birds, one stone kind of guy. But let's not be too hasty. Let's look at all the other power-ups, because this game is not one with a clear-cut strategy. Sure, you can do this one, it'll be a cakewalk, but what if you wanted a new kind of vector? A psychological one. If this sounds like you, you'd probably want to run with the Gilded Shield. The Gilded Shield! I'll stop you right there and ask that question for you. What does the Gilded Shield do? It's simple. It offers an extra layer of protection to the virus. But this goes beyond just the standard virus protection. The virus itself gets a gilded shield of sorts and is protected from the first wave of whatever vaccine rolls out. Sounds good, right? Uh-huh. But what does this do to the portion of the population that refuses vaccinations outright? That's right. It sows even further discord. Your first round of vaccines for your virus will never work. And that just about does it for this week's... Ah, come on, man. It's just four more, and we've still got time. I know how long these radio blocks are, and... He's taking his headphones off. Alright, it's just you and me, dear listener, so... Bear with me. I don't exactly do... This kind of thing professionally. Next up on our list is one we call the Pied Piper. The Pied Piper! Now this one seems a bit self-explanatory. And, uh, you'd be right. Regardless, this is a buff that increases attack vectors that can infect, particularly, rats. Little throwback to the bubonic plague. Even though I think it was the fleas that actually gave it. Who knows? Moving on, we have our next one. Man's best friend. If the disease doesn't get you, your dog will finish the job. Think of it as aim assist for infection. Come on, just put your headphones on for this next one. It's creative. 
This one's called The Grapefruit. You ever stuck a spoon into a grapefruit before? <laughs> oh, better wear your goggles. Is there any way we could maybe censor this a bit? I mean, people listen to this while they eat, while they... Ooh, lucky them. They managed to find food. The grapefruit is a buff to liquid transmission of the disease. So, they get these flaming sores on their bodies and... Just say the last one. God, just say the last one. The bugs in the walls. What if your disease could get just a bit more Lovecraftian? Huh? This won't give you tentacles or the other thing he's famous for. <coughs> this just makes it so people intrinsically go outside, avoiding their homes, creating a bit of an outdoor spreading problem. You know what? I've been talking and talking, but you haven't seen the game. What good is it talking about a game if you can't experience it? Baby, Baby kill. kill. Baby, Baby kill. 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 So this game, would you say it has a learning curve to it? One of those games that requires tens of hours to get the hang of it before it really takes off? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Are you planning on releasing any content afterwards, or is this a game that's done and done? Like there's no expansions, this is a finished product? Is this it? Am I bothering you? Baby, <laughs> bullshit! Baby, it's not kill. fair! Look, I've cleaned everything out, and it's making the sound effect, and he's not leaving. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get where I'm at right now? It can be frustrating. No! You don't! I'm, I'm sorry if I came off a bit condescending there. It's fine. It's fine. Just... Just don't do that. So... Do you want to tell the listeners where they can buy your game? Uh, about that... I forgot you needed to do that. I have a proposition for you. How about next week, when all of that is ironed out, I come back on, you know, bugs fixed and everything, and we advertise then? Absolutely. That sounds like such a good idea. I'll have my guys no, call no, 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 their no, no, guys, no, 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 and... No, 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 And he's not no. listening. He's... Crying. Gonna need to get a grown, crying man out of my recording booth now. Thank you for tuning in for this week's interview on 92.3 WJVD. Carrying us out will be a beautiful song, one that all of us have hopefully felt at some point of our lives as we transition to our next hour of programming. Here's Can't Help Love and Dat Man by Helen Morgan. Stay safe, stay dry, and stay listening to 92.3 
WJ VD He's 